This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, welcome to Health Check. I'm Joyce Teo, a senior health correspondent with The Straits Times. Weight loss is a topic that is of interest to many people. In our last episode, we talked about Wegovy or semaglutide, an injectable weight loss drug prescribed for persons with obesity. In today's episode, we will look at another way of losing weight via a new diet developed by Dr. Lim Su Lin, the chief dietitian at the National University Hospital. That's the healthy keto diet. As the name suggests, it has to do with ketosis, which is the metabolic process that takes place when your body starts burning stored fats instead of the usual glucose for energy. However, it is unlike the traditional keto diet, which has been linked to a higher risk of high cholesterol and heart disease. So let's talk to Dr. Lim about it. Hi, Dr. Lim. Hello, Joyce. So Dr. Lim, is the healthy keto diet all about cutting out carbs to a large extent? We're just eating healthily as much as possible? Well, the healthy keto diet actually is an effective diet to help people who are overweight or obese to lose weight in a safe manner without causing their cholesterol to rise or without causing higher risk of cardiovascular disease. So this diet has seven main features and one of the main features is actually to keep the net carbs to no more than 50 grams a day because by doing this, we will be able to promote weight loss uh, through the burning of the body fat. So net carbs is actually, you can subtract fiber and sugar alcohol from the total carbs. That's called net carbs. That means if you look at the label, you look at the carb content and the fiber content. Yes. And then you minus the fiber out. Yes. Uh, essentially, you should also subtract the sugar alcohol. But most of the time, the products do not have sugar alcohol. So you can just leave it. Sugar alcohols are basically things like sorbitol and uh, erythritol which actually contributes calories and carbs, but uh, it is not digestible. But those are not very common, are they? It, it is present in um, things that have artificial sweeteners. So it's actually a type of artificial sweetener. Yeah, so uh, sometimes you may get it in products. Secondly, to keep within the calorie limit based on our individual profile. And thirdly, the total fat intake should not exceed more than 50% of the total calorie intake and it also emphasizes on healthy fats. And the fifth one is that we should also want to make sure that it includes adequate amount of lean protein to preserve our muscles. And six is it should be rich in fiber, especially from indigestible carbohydrate or non-starchy vegetables and low-carbohydrate fruits. And uh, last but not least, very important is to make sure that we have adequate hydration of at least two litres of fluids a day. I see. So, I mean, can you just tell us like briefly, you know, what's the difference between say your healthy keto and the keto diet? The healthy ketogenic diet has quite a bit of difference compared to the conventional keto diet in the sense that conventional keto diet does not restrict the calorie intake. So you, a person can go as high as even 3,000 calories. They are able to still lose weight, but the problem is when it comes to sustenance, it's going to be a big, big problem. And of course, when you have such calorie intake, such such high calorie intake, most of them, when it comes from fats, and another big difference is actually the amount of fats that is in conventional keto diet can come up to about 90% of the calorie. So it can be really, really, really high in fats. And that is one of the 
main reasons why people who are on this conventional keto diet, quite many of them actually have uh, raised cholesterol level, especially the low-density lipoprotein or the bad cholesterol. The other thing is that the conventional keto diet, they do not emphasize on the type of fats that a person has. So they actually allow people to actually have high saturated fats like bacons, lots of sausages, add butter into coffee or have lots of fatty meat, luncheon meat and things like that. So it becomes really, really unhealthy. And one more thing very important is that they actually do not even emphasize on adequate fiber intake. So many of these people who go on conventional diet, they actually have constipation. And the protein intake in conventional diet can be really, very high. Because just imagine if you have 3,000 calories a day, and even if 25% of the total amount of calories comes from protein, the person can end up to be taking about 200 to 250 grams of protein a day, which is so much higher than what our body requires and it actually can burden the kidneys. So what should we advise people who are keen on this diet to be aware of? Firstly, it's best to get a trained healthcare professional to coach you in this diet and they should also pay close attention to watch their saturated fats and trans fat intake so as not to cause their bad cholesterol level to increase and put them at risk of cardiovascular disease. So basically, I'm talking about the LDL cholesterol, which is a bad cholesterol that is linked to arteriosclerosis, which can increase your risk of heart disease and stroke. While on this diet, we also need to ensure adequate nutrition for our body to thrive, including ensuring that micronutrients are adequate, such as vitamins, minerals, and trace elements. And very important, we also need to ensure adequate hydration to prevent dehydration and headaches. And you will need to also ensure adequate fiber to prevent constipation. And especially if a person has diabetes and is on a type of diabetes medication from the Sigretagog or Sulfonurias family of medicine, or even if they're on insulin, they have to monitor their blood glucose very closely. So usually we advise a home blood glucose monitoring for this group of people. And even preferably to be monitored using a continuous glucose monitoring device during the first two weeks of embarking on this diet. Because very often, patients who started on this healthy keto diet, they actually will see a drop in their blood sugar level and hence the medication may need to be reduced and we will need to get them to visit their doctors to reduce their diabetes medications. Yeah, and of course, if a person is pregnant and has advanced kidney disease or active cancer, this diet is definitely not suitable for them. So, dieting is really hard, right, Dr. Lima? I mean, most people can't keep to a diet for long. You know, what makes this healthy keto diet different from the rest? Alright, so you're spot on to say that weight maintenance after a weight loss program is a big challenge for many people. And as a matter of fact, research has shown that 80% of people who lost weight will regain it within a year. So 80% is no joke. That means after you lose weight, most of the time, these people will actually gain by the weight. So basically here, we actually are able to ensure that 80% of our participants, they manage to keep their weight loss even in a year. Of course, we have a small percentage who um, yeah, still against uh, old habits die hard. Okay? So what matters actually is developing the right habits and lifestyle that lasts a lifetime. So as part of our program, we actually do share with our participants these habits, okay? And hence, our Healthy Keto Diet Program includes weight maintenance strategies when participants have reached their targeted weight, as well as a relapse and rescue plan. These are all based on behavioral science and evidence-based interventions. Right, so what are some of these things that you do, like the for the relapse and rescue plan? 
Okay, so expecting, so first of all, we usually share with our participants that, hey, uh, it's really very easy to gain back the weight again. Okay, it's difficult to lose, very easy to gain back. What are the habits that will actually help them to last for a lifetime? So one very important key thing is as simple as please weigh yourself regularly. Even after you have reached your ideal weight, weigh yourself once a week. Okay, uh, if you're so good at it, maybe after one year, you can still weigh yourself every month, but you weigh yourself regularly so that anytime you sort of tip over, that means you gain a half kilo or one kilo, then you know exactly how to pull yourself back. Because if you don't do that, by the time you say, oh, I six months did I weigh myself, you get a shock because you would have gained five kilos maybe or, or 10 kilos back gain and it would be very discouraging. Of course, there are many other tips that I can share such as how the portion, portion control. So we will tell them, you cannot go back to your old habits of like, you know, having a mountain of rice or eat all the unhealthy foods and things like that. Because that will definitely, you know, cause you to gain back the weight. Basically, I share with them, what is the best time to do it rather than now? Because you have lost your weight, your stomach has already shrank and you have now been used to eating lesser. Why do you want to say, oh, I'm off diet now and I can eat? Anything I want and however much I want. Yeah. Right, but that means you can't go for buffets anymore. Uh, well, I do go for buffets, you know. And one thing is that when I go for buffets, I teach my participants, first thing you do is not to whack. So the first thing you do, okay, number one is you walk up and down to look at what food is worth your calories and what food is not. That means uh, you look around, okay, this one, I would like to take this one, I would like to take that one. But then you, you decide already, okay? You don't just whack. Secondly is when you grab your plate, right? Don't grab a big plate. Grab a smaller plate, okay? Thirdly is that, okay, this is research shown. Uh, people study behavior. Don't sit near the buffet line and sit furthest away from the buffet line. And not only that, don't sit facing the buffet line. Have your back facing the buffet line, all right? And spend your time maybe talking and socializing more than you eat and start off with salads first. So you can still go, of course, the best is don't go for buffet because it's not worth the money. How about having a cheat day? Does it work? Okay, if a person is currently on a healthy keto diet and going through a sort of rapid weight loss, we won't advise you to have too much of cheat days because it takes three days to get into ketosis. And on the day of cheat days, you're out of ketosis and you take another three days to get back to ketosis again. So it's not advisable to have that cheat day. But if you cheat a little bit, I need cheat half, uh, all right? you probably will still be able to either still lose a bit of weight, not as rapid, or at least minimally maintain your weight. So just imagine like, for example, cakes, okay? If they have some birthday parties, so they are on this healthy keto program, what should they do on that day? Okay, anyway, it's a birthday celebration. Just have a small little piece of cake, lah, right? So let, let's talk about the diet. Um, You mentioned, you know, some healthy fats earlier and low-carb foods. Right? Can you give us some examples of those? Examples of healthy fats are such as those that are present in nuts, seeds, avocados, fatty fish, or even unsaturated oils. So when a person sort of use oil for cooking, it's advisable to use unsaturated oil and better still to use mono-unsaturated oils such as uh, olive oil or rice bran oil canola oil or 100% pure peanut oil. Why I would like to usually recommend people to go on monounsaturated is because monounsaturated oil or monounsaturated fats does not increase your cholesterol, but it also does not 
decrease your good cholesterol is the high-density lipoprotein or HDL. Whereas for polyunsaturated oil such as like sunflower oil, soybean oil, corn oil, although it does not disturb the cholesterol, it actually do cause the HDL or good cholesterol to come down. Okay, to explain about this cholesterol, uh, so just imagine the passenger is cholesterol in the blood. Okay, then you have a transport system, all right, which is the HDL, which is a good transport, and the bad transport, bad cholesterol called the LDL. So the bad transport or bad cholesterol actually carries the cholesterol towards the heart, towards your organ to actually deposit there. All right, that's and then the coronary artery will get you know more and more of that deposited on the coronary artery. Whereas the good cholesterol called the high density lipoprotein or HDL, it transports the cholesterol to the liver to be disposed of. So that's why you call it good and bad cholesterol, right? So I mentioned just now the monounsaturated oil helps to sort of maintain your HDL, it doesn't bring it down, and actually it also does not disturb your cholesterol level. On the other hand, LDL or the bad cholesterol, although it actually will increase your cholesterol, it may even decrease the HDL. And polyunsaturated oil, it actually do not disturb the cholesterol, but it actually may decrease the HDL cholesterol, the good transport. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Now back to my conversation with Dr. Lim Su Lin, the chief dietitian at the National University Hospital on her healthy keto diet. So Dr. Lim, what about low-carb fruits and give us some examples of those? So examples are blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, uh, tomatoes, all right? And we have water apple, or we call it jambu, and star fruit. Star fruit is I consider as a low-carb too. What about the common fruits then? The ones that are maybe less expensive. In your examples, only tomato sounds. Uh, Not you know, so we can, expensive. Yeah, huh? We can find mm-hmm. the low-priced ones. Okay, so if they want to have uh, more of the common fruits that's not so expensive, then the portion control has to be really managed. So for example, a small apple has 15 grams of carbs in it. So even if it's a net carb, you minus about 2 grams, so maybe 13 grams net carbs. Whereas uh, things like blueberry, a handful of blueberry, will only have about one gram. So if let's say your one meal, you can only have 17 gram on that cup because one day is 50 gram, you are by three. So you eat uh, one apple, you already blow your budget. That's interesting. I think, yeah, I didn't realise that one apple has 15 grams of cups. So when they reach their desired weight, that these fruits we will still allow back again. So it's not long-term. So when it comes to vegetables, we know that potatoes, sweet potatoes, you know, all those are quite starchy. I mean, are there any others that people may not be aware of that have cups? In all right. So they will have to count the cups that is in lentils. So things like dal. So basically, it's also high in fiber. But if they take this, then they should also count. Things like pumpkin can be rather high in cups. Okay, corn. Corn, sweet corn, including that. I thought that's low in carbs. No, no. This this is this is a staple in some countries. Okay, so besides this, like what you know what are the mistakes that people make when doing this diet? So the common mistakes that people usually make when going on keto diet is that they think that they can have a lot of fats and unhealthy fats do not matter, okay, because that's what internet will tell them, okay, when they go on keto diet. So basically they will whack 
a lot of things like butter, even ghee, coconut oil, coconut milk, fatty meat, bacon, luncheon meat. Okay, but these are the food that is definitely harmful if taken excessively. So that's why in this healthy keto diet, we actually emphasize on healthy fats. It's very important because if the body is in ketosis, you will also guzzle out the fat quite easily. So hence, even if you have all these unhealthy fats, your cholesterol will actually go up very easily. The other mistake people make is not having enough fiber because they wake up a lot of fatty meat and they forget about having fiber. A lot of people make this mistake. They think that, okay, maybe things like soybean and all that have carbohydrates, so I, I don't want to take that. But they forget that some of these things actually is high in fiber. Once you minus the fiber weight, the net carbs actually is not really very high. Not drinking enough water is one of the mistakes people make. So they get headache. After two days, they get headache. I see this diet is not for me. Then they sort of come out of the diet. But actually, it's very simple. Drink two liters of water a day. The headache will be gone. Provided the headache is because of the diet. Of course, headache can be caused by so many other things. Like not you know having problem sleeping at a regular time and things like that. What about the, the protein content? I mean, people on the keto diet, they might eat a lot of meat, right? Thinking that that's okay. Okay, if a person is on healthy keto diet, it's very unlikely that the person will have too much of protein. Because the healthy keto diet, we do restrict the calories according to the individual's needs for losing weight. And hence, even if you sort of say that, okay, the healthy keto diet will have 23% of calories coming from protein, the protein intake will be just about 70 grams a day, which is usually what the body needs in order not to lose the muscles and all that protein. You know, we talk about this healthy keto diet. Is it for everyone? I will not advise this group of people to go on a healthy keto diet. Basically, um, those who are pregnant, uh, have advanced kidney failure or have active cancer. And even for children below 10 years old, uh, I would not advise to go on this diet. For children, so those above 10 can... Above 10, if they are obese and in a guided manner, that means guided by dietitians or who are familiar with this diet, then perhaps it's possible, but it has to be closely guided. But just in general, is there any harm or, you know, when you somebody trying to do this diet when they're not overweight? It depends. If a person is underweight or have eating disorder, definitely we would advise the person to go on this diet. But if the person is maybe mildly overweight or okay, maybe with a BMI of 22, 23, still consider okay weight, but the person just want to lose a little bit of weight. They go on this diet, maybe within one month, they will lose the weight that they want to lose and they just get back to a healthy diet after that and they actually will be able to maintain. So it's no harm going on this, but in the short term. To kickstart the process. Yeah, so a month, probably we'll be able to whack four kilos down. How do you maintain it then? So for maintenance, we just have to make sure that we go back to a healthy eating habits. So as I say, it should not be the previous self where you say, okay, I will eat all the food that I want to eat, all the unhealthy food I want to eat. Like, you know, if you go out, okay, very common, people want to eat chocolate tiao, fried carrot cake or the fatty meat and things like that. So if you do that, I think you will gain back the weight very fast again. So there's no magic formula. It requires hard work as well. Yeah. So so the other thing, of course, you for these people, you can cheat a bit here and there. So once in a while, you say, okay, still enjoy your food and things like that. You have reached your ideal weight, you enjoy. You watch a bit, but don't do, go for it every day. So this is more of a 
occasional food. So Dr. Lim, can you share a sample menu with us of a healthy keto diet? Maybe I can give you a one-day sample menu, which is very simple to follow for a healthy keto diet. So we still encourage you to go for three main meals a day, not to skip your meals. An example of a healthy ketogenic breakfast will be a two slices of low carbs or low GI bread. You can put uh, either low-fat cheese or no added sugar peanut butter as a spread. And for your drinks, you can go for coffee or tea without sugar or even soybean milk without sugar. Right, but in Singapore, where do you get low-carb bread? Is that the normal bread that you can buy or some special yes, ones? Yes, you can get it from supermarkets. So you just look for the label yeah. low-carb bread? Low-carb right. or low-GI. Very easy. Of course, if you want to sort of be very sure, go and look at the labels. So read the labels. If the labels have, okay, definitely the labels have to show you the carbs, the total carbs, and they have to show you the fiber. So if you, from the total carbs, you minus the fiber, if it's less than 17 grams, then you can go for it. Okay, that's the tip. For lunch, you can go for one third bowl of brown rice, uh, one palm size of lean meat, or chicken without skin, or even tofu. Then you can go for one cup of non-starchy vegetables. So non-starchy vegetables are those like green leafy vegetables, your spinach, chai sim, the mustard green, even cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, the florets, vegetables. The hanging kind of vegetables like hairy gourd, bitter gourd, brinjal, all these are allowable. And you can end off with one serving of low-carb fruits like star fruit. Uh, what you mentioned. So, so the meat that you mentioned, is that without sauce? Okay, so it depends on the dish. So if you have teriyaki chicken, you know the sauce itself has lots of sugar. So it's best to go without sauce. But if you know that the dish will not contain a lot of sugar, then you can go for it. And especially if you do it home-cooked, then you know what you put inside, right? So you try not to put sugar in your dish. Then for dinner, if you want to make noodles or pastas and things like that, go for low or no carbohydrates noodles. Okay, so one example actually is the wow noodles, which is made from spent barley grain. So these are actually the byproduct or the product. Okay, when the factory make this malt, like Nestle, when they make malt, they make Milo, they extract all the malt from the barley. What is left is the fiber and the protein. And they use that actually to make the noodles. That means the noodle is very low carbs already. So you can go for that. One bowl of spent barley green noodles or shirataki noodles and your pasta sauce that is not sugar-based or not high-fat-based plus your lean meat, fish, chicken, uh, one palm size, one cup of non-starchy vegetables. Maybe at night you can end off with a, a handful of blueberries. Mm, interesting. I mean, you mentioned those noodles, but they're not so easy to get. Yeah, spent barley green, it's now... Okay, it's easy to get if you order it online. I think they are trying to make it available in supermarkets and things like that in time to come. So what about the normal noodles that we can get mm, in the supermarket? Sure. What are the better uh, choices? Well, you can go for one third bowl of your rice vermicelli, bihun, or one third bowl of pasta, one third Chinese bowl. That will be able to keep your net carbs, hopefully to below 17. But if you go for chap chai peng, uh, nasi padang or the economical rice, you tell the uncle, uncle, I only want two tablespoons of rice and then you give me this veggie, give me this meat. Usually the uncle will look at you. Sure, then you must say, you say paisi. Uncle, never mind. Give me uh, this meat and then vegetables, maybe two vegetables. And uncle won't question you. But you tell the uncle, I only want two tablespoons of rice, uncle will look at you again. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> or no rice. No <laughs> rice, law. So it's very no, no rice, right? You <laughs> also can go for things like a bowl of uh, uh, sliced fish soup with ask them to add lots of vegetables. That will still do. And you notice I didn't say deep fried fish soup because I don't want that, that kind of unhealthy fat to go inside. Mm. Totally no deep fried foods. Huh? Yeah, deep fried, yes. If you do it at home, once a week or twice a week, I think it's fine still because you will be very careful about what type of oil you use. Number one, you should not uh, reuse the oil. Number two, that at least will help you not to have an increase in your cholesterol level. Thus, when you eat out, you can be sure most of the time they use saturated oil. They also use recycled oil. And or they use, if you just do deep fried food outside, you'll be disgusted how many times they actually use the oil to deep fry the yeah, food. Yeah, I know. I count. I mean, I, I, okay, I didn't count, but I ask 100 times. Really? Yes. The deep fried chicken and things like that, they won't change the oil. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And most, they actually take out a little bit, put the rest all in. Yeah. So this, this oil are not so healthy. That's why when you eat out, you eat deep fried food, very easy to actually get your blood cholesterol to be high. Right. It's a, that's quite interesting. A hundred times. I gotta remember that. It's quite interesting because I, I used to go behind the kitchen because I was trying to encourage the healthy canteen and things like that. So when you go audit, right, then you can see very cute right? because they, they will have the chicken there and then hanging there. Then then you say, hey, this one is um, deep fried, right? No, Machi say, no, no, roast one. I just walk behind the kitchen. You can see them putting the whole chicken into the oil. And then the oil is black colour one. Oh, so gross, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oil, they fry until it's black. I bet I don't eat those. Still using it. So, actually, I mean, you've been studying people going on this healthy keto diet, right? I mean, for those who don't lose the weight, what are the issues that they have typically? Because they are not following the diet. If they follow to the T, they will be amazed at the amount of weight they can lose. So far, most people will actually have their lose, maybe lose less. Like, for example, they don't lose that 7 kilos a month. Five to seven kilo, maybe they will lose like one kilo, two kilo because they are not able to keep within their neck cups. And they still have a lot of unhealthy foods. So, uh, okay, one more tip I think when they go on this diet, we also do encourage people to go for um, some exercises. So it's not just about diet alone. Going for exercise or activities that they like and they can do. We don't force them to go on vigorous activities, but uh, build up according to what they can manage. And actually, it pairs it very well. Right, to build up the muscles? To build up muscles, definitely. But also to, you go on weight loss, diet and exercise goes hand in hand. Right, but weight loss is what I mean, you might lose some of the muscles that you have. Yes, correct. So for building muscles, we will advise strength training, some light weights and things like that to train up so that they don't look so haggard or they don't lose the muscles. The good thing about the healthy keto diet, you actually retain your lean muscle mass. But to make it even better, we will advise people to actually go for exercise and also do a little bit of strength training because that will actually tone up their muscles. Thank you for your time, Dr. Lim. No problem. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm Joyce Teo. Don't forget to share this podcast episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to read my articles, we have links in the podcast text description below. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant 
and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.